welcome to Tapped In with Ashley. Lovely. Okay, so due to popular demand, we have had a lot of requests to do more beer-related conversations since that is what we like to do. So today I'm joined by, is that correct? By Sounds right. Jesse, my boyfriend. Hello. And we're gonna podcast talk world. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about beer. You can go first in cracking yours. We'll get a nice audio on this one. Don't trip it all. Okay, my turn. Okay, what are you drinking? I'm having Allison Beer Company. Aslan. Aslan Beer Company. Based in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Actually, actually, Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah, you can't read. Yeah, it's uh, called <laughs> Sensei. It's a triple India pale ale. It's pretty powerful. 11% alcohol. And it's really good. Very juicy and, and fruity. It's very nice. I haven't even had one. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's strong. I'm drinking a treehouse beer called Double Shot. And it's a beloved, a beloved in their description. Coffee Stout. It's an American stout with 8.2% alcohol by volume. And it's got a kick. Treehouse is based in Charlton. Carlton? Charlton. I think Carlton. Charlton. In Charlton, Massachusetts. Which was the last brewery we went to together? No. We went to Channel. Okay, what's your favorite brewery? Treehouse by far. This the one that she's at. Do you want to try mine? That's okay. I don't personally like stouts at all. Why not? It's like drinking a milkshake. I can't, you know, like a triple IPA like I'm having is very strong. I feel like I could have a couple of them before my taste buds get absolutely fried. Whereas a stout or a porter, I have like a, like a six ounces of it and I just can't taste anything else. Yeah. yeah I'm definitely, a, definitely an IPA guy. Yeah. A stout is definitely really great to have in the winter or when you know you're going to have one beer and it be kind of like... For example, if I'm craving something kind of sweet, it's good to kind of curb my chocolate craving, but they're very heavy, and a lot of times they're higher in alcohol percentage, so it's definitely like a one and done. When I go to a brewery, if we're only going to be there for like a short amount of time, or if they have a limit on how many you can have, trying the stouts always are like, I think a testament to how good a brewer is, because if it's a good stout, it like it's hard to do a good stout, if it was an IPA it's easier to do. I agree with that, but I think the level in which an IPA can be good, like the ceiling is so much higher. That's true. I think, yeah. so much more you can do with an IPA. Citrusy IPAs, you have obviously dry hop, which is a little more bitter, hoppy taste, and you got, I think there's there's more room for the body of the beer where the porter, you just, at least for me, I just get slammed with like the chocolate, like thick taste of it, less so the, I like the citrusy stuff. That's why New England IPAs in particular, we're getting really into the weeds are my favorite. Yeah. Versus like a West Coast IPA, which is for some reason the hops, the water, I don't know what, but they're much more piney tasting, a little more bitter than traditional citrusy, you know, New England IPA. And I will say you just mentioned this as a porter and it's technically a stout. And the main difference, there is a difference. And the main difference is typically the type of malt that they use to brew things. A porter is used with malted barley and stouts are primarily made from unmalted roasted barley. So 
it's more like coffee, whereas a porter can be a cream-based porter. I think you can have a cream-based stout as well, but they're just different roasts. And that's something I personally get confused, so I just Googled it. I'm not going to claim that I knew that off the top of my head. So We're beer tasting snobs. We are not <laughs> beer brewing snobs. Correct. Necessarily. I definitely think that that's very true. The volume at which like you can have a sip and have it be full of flavor is more for an IPA versus a stout. Like it's very overwhelming in a stout or a porter. And I think that you can be more balanced and experience different flavors in, a, in an IPA or like a lager or something that's a little bit different or lighter. But this was like one of the last in the fridge. So I figured, it, and it'd be good to have a conversation about it. So I figured I'd shoot it, shoot my double shot. <laughs> um, that's great. <laughs> the name of the beer. Okay. Well, so we went to Channel, which is down the Channel street. Channel Marker. Channel Marker Brewing down the street. That was the last brewery we went to before Corona. Sounds about right. Which was uh, oddly enough, or not oddly enough, rated with the, the number one new brewery in New England. Oh, yeah. I showed you that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number one new brewery in New England. It's this tiny little place. No, I mean, they can't do. There's definitely not a mass reduction. I call it like a nano brewery. They yeah. Like I've wanted to get a growler, a growler or cans from there since Corona to support them because they are really good. And each time I've gone, even if it's the day of, they're already sold out. So they definitely have a very dedicated fan base. I think that they are limited to what they can produce. But if you're in the North Shore, Massachusetts area, definitely an awesome place to, sh- to check out. What's another? Oh, there's several breweries right on the street too, right down the street from us. I want to give away where we live. A bunch of them are opening up. It's very nice. Yeah, there was there's one that's very close to where we live, Backbeat, right? That's what it's called. Yes, what's called. We can fact check. There's I, also Old Planter, which is right down the street. But that, but Backbeat opened three days before Corona, so that's that's obviously not in the business plan for them. But they've been really trying to adapt to what people can get. So we have gotten a few bottles or growlers did for takeaway um another i like them i like them better than old planters you're fine no again i think it's like the really great breweries like treehouse is my personal favorite which is what she's having there with the porter they make all of their beers like you really can't go wrong they have a lot of what you call unicorn beers where they're so popular and they make such small batches of it like it's like the brewmaster's special batch and like they'll release you know just a, a, a minimal release of it you can get them and they're like you know they've only released like ten thousand cans which sounds like a lot but i guess for a brewery this size that's that's nothing it started off as a really small operation and now there's huge lines out the door when we were there last we waited an hour plus to yep. get cans and from the bar it's a great vibe too the whole place they've really put a lot of effort into the outdoors awesome place you can just go and sit outside and have a few beers there and like there's always live music people bring their kids and people are playing cornhole there's food trucks as is with every brewery so speaking of vibe like what is that your favorite brewery that like you like the vibe of you say your favorite and i'll say my favorite and i'll say why my favorite vibe i'm gonna think about that for a second okay i'll go my favorite brewery and just beer in general comes from allagash brewery in portland maine they're actually the first brewery i think we ever went to we did the tour and it used to be free. Now it's like $5, but it's totally worth your money. They have a whole wide range of different beers. Like for example, if I was to get a stout from uh, Allagash, it would be Barrel and Bean. And that's my all time favorite stout. It's much, much more balanced than this one and more understated. And then my all time favorite beer 
if it's not Barrel and Bean, would be Allagash White, which is pretty widely available to anybody. But their brewery is very relaxed. Um, they don't let you tip the bartenders. All of the tips go to a charity of the like their choosing for the month, which I think is a really cool personal touch. And I definitely highly recommend the tour. You learn a lot. You get to taste a bunch of different beers. And you end in this really awesome barrel-filled tap room, basically. It's like a private tap room. Um, the whole experience is very well-rounded and, and very informative, too, if you're at all curious about beer and the brewing process. It's a really good first step into the world. So I think that's one of the reasons we like beer is because we started there and we had a really good first experience. But the vibe is very nice there. And they have outdoor seating and a food truck. Food trucks are awesome. I think the vibes of most breweries in general are always very good. And just a side note, Bel- uh, Allagash is best known for their Belgian-style beers, primarily Belgian styles. But I like Allagash a lot. And any of the beers you can get on there from their tap room or just when you just you go to a liquor store are all very, very good. But again, I don't think none of them are going to like blow you away with how amazing they are. They're all like, they're all very solid beers. My opinion, they're very well balanced. They're very well balanced beers, which makes beer very good. You know, like sometimes we get beers that are just way too hoppy or way too citrusy, very well balanced at Allagash. But again, I think it's unlikely that your all-time favorite beer is going to be from there. But if you go there... But and it's my all-time favorite brewery and has my all-time favorite beer. So I, think I think you're an outlier there. Oh, I've, there are many people who I talk to who love Allagash. Okay, I'm stepping on you. What is your favorite brewery experience? I think Treehouse all around. I think the, my favorite beer ever comes from there. It's called Alter Ego. Uh, you can get it in cans and also in their tap room. But the best part about that place, I think, is just the vibe in general. And they're one of the few places where you can actually go into the tap room. You got you can get your cans or whatever. They have they often always offer like ten or fifteen different types of beers and cans. You can also get like their experimental beers on tap, so you can see like what the different brewers are sort of trying, what they're sort of exploring, what they're mixing. You can and they have these long descriptions, so you can get this beer and you'll be you'll have a, a taste of a batch that may or may not ever be reproduced again. So it's kind of like a cool experience if you're into that sort of type of thing. I think what is something beneficial to Allagash is for someone who's not really that into the whole beer game, you can get, you know, nice like Allagash white and you'll enjoy that beer. It's a good vibe. And that'll be sort of like dipping your toe into the craft beer world because it's like not super crazy up beer, pretty well balanced. But as you get down the road, like myself, like I started out and I absolutely hated like IPAs I couldn't stand them like yeah. I mean so now I've, I've my palate is completely developed I never thought it would so yeah it's it's very overwhelming if you're at all curious about like I mean similarly with wine or any kind of hobby that you might be getting into brewing especially with such a diverse thing as beer you know there's Jesse mentioned that Allagash is a Belgian style brewery so they specialize in how the Belgian have traditionally brewed their beer in their monasteries, not monasteries, in their, I think it's monasteries, in their, no idea what how the Belgians about. have brewed beer forever. There's Czech beer, there's German beer, there's, you know, New England IPA was another name that he mentioned. There's the West Coast IPA. There's a whole different variety of things. So it's very overwhelming at first, which I think is why I would advocate for you to go, if you're just starting out, to go on like a tour and have really dive into that brewery specifically. And you'll just pick up things along the way, similarly with anything else you might do. But it's fun because it's a whole, it's a whole culture, you know, there's a, no, yeah, the brewery culture is really fun. It's very laid back. Definitely. I don't, I don't want to. There are plenty of snobs though. That can't be annoying. 
but same people that'll you. tell you it becomes more about how much they know about beer instead of just the fact that they're enjoying it there. Yeah. It's more, it's like they, they, they feel the need to tell you about how much they know about various beers, which gets a little annoying. But. but I think that the brewery vibe in general, and we were just talking about our favorite vibe, but like almost every brewery has a really relaxed vibe and it's a great place to kind of just kick your feet up and have a genuine conversation and like enjoy where you're being, like where you are and what you're doing. And I think that that's one of the reasons this podcast is being tapped in is because I like the conversations and the experiences, whether it be at my favorite brewery or not at any brewery, it's just a very in-person and like experiencing the moment kind of place. So I think that that's what at least drew me in as like a new beer person when we started way back when in college. I don't know. Do you disagree or do you agree? It was part of it. I also like just that, like the not the vibe didn't really draw me as much as like wanting just like to try the like the crazy varieties of beer. Because like one thing that breweries are incredible at is is weirdly internal marketing. Because you see, they have all these crazy looking cans, like these mm-hmm. cool designs, these all these really wacky, cool names, and so they've done a really great job of getting people to one come to their brewery, and they all have like this like a, such a, a like a loyal following where people just fall in love with a specific specific type of beer or their brewery. And like, they don't have to, they don't have to distribute to anywhere. People will come like from cross state lines just to get it. And I think it's all because of like the marketing done inside. Like they, they created this great product, but then like the whole vibe is, is part of it. Like people want sort of a piece of that. So they're willing to go a long way and then, you know, pay, obviously you're paying a lot more for this type of beer because you know, it's like 16 bucks for a four pack of 16 ounce cans, but on the expensive side, yeah, it's probably a pricey beer, but you know, people are willing to pay it us included. Yeah. And it's definitely, we don't have a beer every night it's a treat thing, but there are also breweries, for example, the beer that you're drinking right now, Aslan, they don't have a tap room. So there yeah. are breweries. And I know even, I think there's one in Beverly too, that doesn't even have a tap room. So there are people who are willing to just like go on faith. You can't try it in their tap room they just try on faith and they can fall in love and they become loyal customers like you were saying but it is it is cool to see i think all the names and and it, most breweries will do like a flight where you can try a bunch of different things and that's also super fun to dip your toe in as you were saying it's a, an easy way to, to ease into it yeah what is your least favorite beer you can be as specific or generic as you want and then just say why and we'll i guess we'll end it there. At least their beer style was easy. That's like a porter or a stout. <laughs> there's no, there's no question there. Which one specifically? I have no idea because I steer clear of them as best as possible. See, I also like a, a stout and a porter because if I get it, I know that Jesse won't have any. So it's yeah, like my thing. Um, you don't want to like, okay. That's I fine. mean, I like, I think my work, like, least favorite brewery, I mean, I don't like doing this because all of them mm. work so hard, but like. Don't do brewery. I, I was just asking beer. I don't really know. I can't really think. I mean, the thing is when you get into. That's fine. The no, craft beer world, like all, like, you really can't go wrong in so many ways. Like, like you enjoy craft beer. Like most breweries you go to, you're not going to have a hard time finding a good beer because you're already in the upper echelon of beer in general. If you want to go have just like a Bud Light and have some mediocre shitty beer then go do that hey, like, no hey, swearing. but if you're into good beer and you're willing to go to craft brewery and pay for that beer you're already in the top end of it so yeah really can't go wrong yeah 
I think going along with that, my least favorite is something you get at like a college frat party. Bud Light? A Bud Light, a PBR, all of those things. Like that's fine for drinking games, but if I'm going to sit down and enjoy a beverage, it will never be one of those like PBR type things. Yeah, I'm a weird guy that actually will enjoy a Bud Light or a Coors Light once in a while. Like when I'm working outside with my family, it's a hot summer day. But that's like and a we stop for lunch. Thing. No, I just enjoy like a really cold Coors Light. But your dad likes those. So I know. I mean, I like it because he likes it, but yeah. also I enjoy it to begin with because like it's, I don't know, something really refreshing about a Coors I, Light. It's low, low alcohol content. I mean, after this, there's no way I could drive after drinking this 11% alcohol. I'm feeling it just sitting down. <laughs> like I could have three Coors Lights and be all yeah. right. You know? But we don't condone drinking and driving ever. Right. Let's be clear about that. I mean, Disclaimer. yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with like a, what is it, like a Mikola Ultra or one of those kinds of things, but Coors and PBR and like, for me, it just, it just brings me back to college, you know, all that. It's not something that I'm going to sit down and genuinely enjoy. So that's my. You drink for the times, not for the That's true. That's definitely true. And I think, but that, that, that goes back to this point of, you know, the whole experience of craft brewing and the tap room and the whole experience of it. Like there's no in-depth experience when you're drinking a Bud Light. You're alienating a lot of Americans. I right know. <laughs> I feel bad. I just, I don't gravitate towards a Coors or a Bud. I will say that if you're doing a drinking game and like having a girl's night out or like you're going out on the town, having a few of those and doing games and stuff, that's totally fine. This is something like if I'm just going to go on, I just have one and I'm looking for the overall experience and taste. That ain't it. I don't think people sit down and be like, oh man. You really just like, said that you sit down with the no, cores. It's and like I enjoy it as like the refreshment factor. It's not like I'm going through like, man, like man, the body of this course line <laughs> is really in depth. I can taste all like the notes of whatever. No, absolutely not. It's about like I think it's the refreshment factor. This so this drink uh, water. Like, <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> you're basically drinking water if you're having a course. Well, it's close to water, yeah. but it's not water. Mountain water, is that the expression? Rocky Mountain water, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you can tell, we are definitely beer snobs, and we'll be diving into this topic more in the future, hopefully. But this was just something in a time where everyone's maybe a little bit stressed or worried or whatever, to be a little bit lighthearted and talk about fun things, especially since our state is opening up. Like on my drive home today, I saw part of a whole road, like a two-way road. They put concrete medians to allow for the restaurants, this whole strip of restaurants, to have outdoor seating so that they could be open. And it was full. This was like on a weekday. People were out there, and it was relatively late at night. Like, just, God forbid they sit inside. I know. I don't really understand that, but I mean, it's cool to see that people are going out and enjoying that. And I'm looking forward to going back out and date night and enjoying breweries again if someone says new normal to me ever again i might punch them okay we're not <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> we're done if you liked this episode please feel free to hit the subscribe button to find out if you won the giveaway from last week please go to my Instagram, the Ashley underscore K to find out. That's where I'll be posting the winners. Um, And if you go into the podcast highlights, that's where all the winners will be stored. So check it out and see if you won. For this week, the giveaway is going to be if you share any of 
you listening to the episode or what I post on my story on your social media and tag me, you'll be entered for the same giveaway. But instead of to Amazon, it will be to Kai Hill Metalsmithing, and it'll be a $25 gift card. So supporting um, a guest that I had on as my first episode, something a little bit more close to home. And yeah, if you want to reach out, please feel free to DM me or send me an email at tappedinconnect at gmail.com. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.